Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I've worked with him before, and he was very conscientious, very safe. You know, I never saw him do anything with a firearm unsafe. And I was with him at his side for the whole movie because I was mainly his armorer handling his guns. I never had an issue. I never worried about him. He always hit the mark in terms of where the gun was being pointed. He never pointed the gun at anyone. I, I don't blame him at all, knowing him. But he and him, of course, Alec Baldwin in that uh, terrible situation in where a prop gun uh, killed um, a member of the crew. Um, well, no member of the crew. The, uh, the voice that you heard was uh, Mike Tristano, a legendary Hollywood armorer and firearms handler for movie productions. And he, as you heard, has worked closely with Alec Baldwin in the past. My good friend Murray Pomerantz joins us, independent scholar and internationally recognized expert and author on film. His new book, A Voyage with Hitchcock. And in January, there's a new book by Murray coming out, Color It True. Murray, thanks for joining us. It's been a while since we uh, spoke. What a terrible story. What a what a terrible series of events. How do you see it? Well, you know, Roy, first of all, I'm delighted to be with you. Uh, I, I see it in a couple of different ways, and I don't know which one to start with, because part of this is actually quite fascinating to me. But in terms of the news story, we do all have to remember that this is a police investigation in progress. And so no one should be jumping to conclusions, except that it does seem rather obvious that the actor had nothing whatever to do with this, except that he was using the prop. Uh, there are stories this morning that the assistant director who handed him the gun before the shot said this is a cold gun. Mm -hmm. Cold gun on a film set means there's no ammunition in it. And so both the assistant director, apparently, and the actor did not know that there was ammunition in the gun. Of course, what I find really strange and what I think the police are going to find really strange and the production is how any gun with ammunition got onto a film set. Because film sets are pretty airtight now, Roy, in terms of security, both because of covid and because of the Weinstein affair, and because there's a history in Hollywood of gun accidents on sets. This is the third major such event. There was one in 84. Everybody knows about this already. John Eric Hexham. And then in 93, um, the, uh, the the son of Bruce Lee. So uh, this is the son. Not the, I'm sure I've got that wrong. Not the son of Bruce Lee. I know he did follow the Lee stuff, so I'm always getting it wrong. Uh, it it um, am I getting that right, Roy? Is it the son of Bruce Lee? It might have been. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, either. anyway, '93. Both yeah. in both cases, there, there there were there were blanks. Brandon like, Brandon blanks Lee Murray Brandon, Brandon Lee Brandon Lee blanks have the power to wound depending on how far away you are when you shoot them. Hexum was playing Russian roulette with a blank, and what it did was it fractured his skull, and mm -hmm. the skull went into the brain and killed him, whereas with Brandon Lee, it was a different story. But these are, you know, set accidents that no one could have predicted would happen. In those cases, no real ammo. So this, the question here is, how did real ammo get anywhere near that set? And well, you know, I think for, for many people, it's going to be very surprising. It was to me that a prop gun for a movie actually has the capacity to shoot live rounds. 
Yeah, well, because I would have thought, I would have thought, yeah, with all the technology yeah. that we have, we can create <clears throat> such realistic um, scenes. Yeah. you don't need a gun that actually fires live <clears throat> rounds. No, you're right. But I think what they do most of the time, for practical purposes, is they get a real gun, but they just unload it. It's easier because you just you know get a permit and, and, and buy a gun, whereas having one created might cost more, might cost you more money and be more difficult. But they're already spending millions. I know, yeah, I know, I know. People be surprised where they don't want to spend money, <laughs> and where they do. Yeah, but um, Murray. But, so, so here's a, another part of the story. Three yeah, prop yeah. guns supposedly yeah. were on the cart from yeah. which this particular gun was taken, yeah. and the armorer for the movie told police that he wasn't aware the gun contained any live rounds. I'm not speculating here, but that sounds pretty weak. Yeah, well, they will think it's weak, too. And there will be very serious questioning about what could have happened here, because I was just about to say one one of the scenarios. Again, I'm so so worried about spieling this out because it's a police investigation in progress. But everyone's already thinking this. One of the scenarios is that that gun was loaded on purpose and perhaps not in order to kill the woman it killed and wound the man it wounded, but for some other reason. It's possible because it's really bizarre that real ammunition was anywhere near that gun. Really bizarre. But you see, can I just say one more thing? There's another angle sure. to this, which is absolutely fascinating. Okay, I think in our culture, most people who are older than eight years old already know when they go to the movies that almost everything they see isn't real. Mm-hmm. For instance, when you see people on screen smoking a cigarette, it's actually not a cigarette, it's cinnamon. And when you see people drinking alcohol, it's not alcohol, it's colored water, etc. on and on and on. All kinds of things are set up to give the illusion of reality, but not reality itself. And that's what movie making is all about. And we all know this. So in a way, there's there's something very strange. About, you know what? It, uh, Michael uh, Downey, uh, who's producing this program, uh, just wrote me a note. The armorer for the film was Hannah Reed. I don't know if you know Hannah Reed, Murray. Uh, but then, reason, but then, I know that's fact. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah. Uh, Michael continues during a podcast last month. She admitted she wasn't sure she was ready for this responsibility. Yes, she hadn't done a big movie like this before and had yeah. worked with her father. Yeah. But again, I mean, you know, what would go wrong is she might put the wrong blank or forget to put a blank. To be unsure of yourself, but but in that being unsure, to take a real bullet and substitute it for a blank is really strange. Really strange. Yeah. I don't buy that at all. Did, do you, so do you, find, do you know Alec? Here, do you know Alec Baldwin? I have never met Alec Baldwin, but I've seen an awful lot of his work. Mm-hmm. He seems just, to me like it must be horrifying. Pro. Must be just oh, totally would, horrifying. Sure, I would think he's just distraught. Um, the, the, people um, believe in the in the reality of what they see on screen, Roy. Yeah, it's true. Yet they know. Yet they know it isn't real. Yeah. So in the face of that belief but knowledge, to be shocked in a situation like this is a very strange experience because mm-hmm. you knew there'd be blanks, you know. So suddenly the reality is mic- mimicking what we like to believe is happening in the movie, but not what's really happening. It's a very strange situation. And um I should think the police will have trouble finding the kind of evidence they need to pin on anybody. You know, you're an expert on Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, yeah. In your new book, yeah, A, Boy, A Voyager with Hitchcock, this this has yeah. Hitchcockian overtones. 
Oh, he would have filmed something like this for sure. But there'd be more to the story. Uh, the, you know, the, the substitution of the weaponry would just be a tiny point. It's yeah. a tiny way. You know, he does a lot of films where there's a tiny way of killing someone. And that this is it, really. It's a simple yeah. substitution because the okay. bullet would look like the blank. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 